I absolutely see Rod as a champion for women. I was in a way flabbergasted, but be what I knew of Kirstine, I wasn't surprised that she had the chutzpah to sort of to sort of make that approach. He gave me the opportunity to provide a proposal to Rome to Rio, which was an incredible turning point in my life. Until literally asked to do this podcast, the word mentor had never come into my mind. This is Level Up, a podcast produced by LaunchVic, where you'll hear from leading Victorian entrepreneurs and their mentors with the goal of sharing their stories and encouraging you to consider the impact a mentor could have on your personal growth. I'm your host, Adam Jaffrey, and in this podcast, you'll hear from some of the most successful startups in the country and the mentors who've helped them avoid stagnation, scale their businesses, and in today's case, work hard, but have fun along the way. You know, you're a bit of an 11 as a person. You're set to 11. Why don't you just try a 7? That's the voice of Kirstine Phelan, and you just heard her talking about a time that her mentor, Rod Cuthbert, gave her some advice that only a friend could get away with. Now, you'll be surprised by how Kirstine responds to this 11 to 7 comment. But before we get to that, you need to learn how these two met. My name is Kirstine Phelan, and I am the Director of Customer Care at Blacklane. They're a global chauffeur service that uses technology to match riders and um, chauffeurs. So one of Blacklane's offices is located in Berlin. And so Kirstine lives and works in Europe now. And this is an incredible opportunity for her. An opportunity she may never have had without her relationship with Rod. But before Kirstine met Rod, she was living in Australia and working at a co-working space you might have heard of called Inspire9. I was working at the time in a sort of joint role of communications, but also government liaison to help support the ecosystem of startups in Melbourne and particularly at Inspire9 to get some visibility within the government. Inspire9 is one of the first co-working spaces in Australia, but it wasn't just Kirstine who was using the space. My name's Rod Cuthbert. I'm a travel industry veteran. I was the chairman and CEO of Rome de Rio. I'm now an investor in a number of different companies and I'm on a couple of boards as well. So Rod and Kirstine are both working at Inspire9, but in different capacities. Kirstine's actually working for Inspire9 and Rod is using the co-working space while working for Rome to Rio. So let me tell you a little bit about Rome to Rio, a Melbourne-based startup. It was helping people solve the problem of how do I get from A to B, where A and B are literally anywhere on the planet. If you were going to be in Italy and you wanted to get to Croatia, how do I get from Ancona to Split on the ferry, on a bus, on a train, you could fly. Rome to Rio would tell you the answer to that question in great detail and would do it in about half a second. Now, Kirstine and Rod had crossed paths a few times, but Kirstine had been paying attention to Rome to Rio because she was really passionate about travel. And so one day, Kirstine does something unexpected that kickstarts their relationship into action. Our board had asked us to investigate public relations opportunities to essentially raise the profile of the company. And it was a good question to ask. As a result of that, I contacted a local PR agency and asked them to come in and two of their team came in and we had a meeting and it happened that as we went out I, I saw Kirstine out of the corner of my eye she was she was looking in an interested way at us 
and she sort of sauntered over towards the elevator as, as, as they left. So one day I saw Rod and another couple of team members of Rome to Rio speaking to some girls on a couch. And of course, because I was able to wander around in the co-working space, I did a little bit of eavesdropping and then, of course, I could see that they were pitching a proposal to Rod to do some PR or marketing for Rome to Rio. And so while I was the government liaison in Spy9, I also had my own freelance business in PR and marketing. And I was always one to look for an opportunity. So I went up to Rod and said, Rod. They were PR people, weren't they? And I said, um, yeah, how did you know that? And she said, well, they were just dressed like PR people. Anybody could tell that. I said, okay, they were PR people. And she said, you should get me to do your PR for you. You don't need those guys. And he was like, oh, okay then. <laughs> uh, and uh, he gave me the opportunity to provide a proposal to Rome to Rio, which was an incredible turning point in my life. I was in a way flabbergasted, but be what I knew of Kirstine, I wasn't surprised that she had the chutzpah to sort of make that approach. So this moment where Kirstein takes a big chance and backs herself ends up leading to a really important relationship with Rod. But hindsight is twenty twenty, and when you're in the moment, it can be difficult to make this kind of move. So I asked Kirstein what gave her the guts to take a big swing like this. I think the reason that I was so forward in approaching Rome to Rio was two things. The first one is for anyone who has ever been a freelancer, you have to make your own opportunities. And so in order for me to survive, put food on my table, pay my rent, uh, I couldn't be backwards and coming forward when it came to spotting opportunities. The second one is that I was very, I had a lot of admiration for the Rome to Rio team. I really loved the product. Uh, I'm a great fan of travel. And so I thought, if there's an opportunity at Rome to Rio, I'd like to see how I would work in an environment like that. I really liked the team. So from here, Kirstine makes the proposal. Some time passes and she's brought into Rome to Rio in a freelance capacity. And then in August of 2016, a full 12 months after submitting that initial proposal, Kirstine is made a full-time employee at Rome to Rio. And it's at this point that Kirstine and Rod begin working together very closely. It's a very complex industry with many moving parts. And I've never been in an industry like this before that is in competition but in partnership with each other at the same time. It's not easy to get your head around. And Rod has had such an incredible wealth of experience, not only as the founder of Viator, but being involved in a lot of very key industry conferences over the years as a speaker and a dragon in the innovation competitions. And so when I first started in this industry, he was really adept at helping me navigate my way through the complexity of the different product uh, integrations and also who were the key players within the industry for me to form relationships with. So that's really where the idea of Rod as a mentor kicked off. So when you hear about the impact that Rod has had on Kirstein's career, it's easy to think that that is all they focus on. But when you meet both Rod and Kirstein, it's clear that they have very similar, light-hearted personalities. They don't take themselves too seriously, and they like to have fun. Now, I want to come back to that story from the start of the episode, where Rod gave Kirstein some advice that only a friend could get away with. You'll remember this as being when Rod told Kirstein to take her energy levels down from an 11 to a 7. Here's Rod reflecting on why he gave Kirstein that advice. 
I remember that morning very well, and I remember having thought about the fact that as a manager, you know, sometimes you have staff come to you and they've got good news. You know, something's worked out. They've delivered a project on time or under budget or whatever, and they're expecting an enthusiastic response. And my thought to Kirstine was, if you're already at 11, girl, you've got nowhere to go. Um, (laughs) Your your baseline needs to be around about a seven so that when somebody tells you something good, you can amp it up. And Mm -hmm. I I wasn't being funny about that. I I I was being sincere. You really have nowhere to go if you're always enthusiastic and people are going to say, well, yeah, I told her, but she wasn't very impressed. It's like, mm, that's not such a good reaction. So there, were, there was some science to my thinking about 7 and 11. So despite there being logic to what Rob was saying, it could be easy for a person to take this the wrong way and feel attacked just for being enthusiastic. Now, I was pretty surprised by how Kirsten responded to this. So I wanted to see how she remembered this interaction. I'm very engaged in conversations with others and I can be a little bit loud. So I would bounce into work at nine o'clock in the morning and start like rabbiting on to anyone who would talk to me and blah, 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 blah. And as people would walk into the office, I'd be super excited to see them. And to be honest, Rome to Rio at the time was quite technical. So it was mainly data scientists and engineers. And generally this group of people come in and want to start, you know, getting into their work and generally have a calmer approach to their morning. So Rod did give me some very good feedback and uh, that has just stuck with me and it actually became a bit of a running joke at Rome to Rio and, to be honest, other parts of my life as well. <laughs> I could also just ramp it up to 15 and scare everyone. But <laughs> That's possibly dangerous. We might blow a fuse somewhere. <laughs> so I was pretty surprised with how Kirstine responded to this. But it's not just energy levels that Rod helped Kirstine with. He also opened some key doors for her in the travel industry. So let me talk a little bit about the fact that in the travel industry, surprisingly, we do a lot of travel. Uh, We go to global conferences which are designed to bring the various players in the industry together so that commercial and technical deals can be discussed and concluded. They're not junkets. They're really serious. At the conference that we go to called Focus Right, there is an innovation competition. And on stage, they have three judges who they call the third dragons. There are familiar faces on that dragon panel each time. And Rod is often one of them. He's good with a snappy line. Um, he's like the Simon Cowell of, uh, of, the, of the innovation summit. Um, in a lot of ways. But I know that he was really instrumental in me getting an opportunity to be a dragon at one of the innovation summits. And I really appreciate that as I had only been in the industry for maybe 18 months or two years when I was given the opportunity, which is really incredible. And it was really great for my profile within the industry and the profile of Rome to Rio. So Rod was able to open some important doors for Kirstine at these conferences. And despite the seriousness of these events, Rod and Kirstine still managed to find some ways to have fun. Let me tell you a funny story about a conference that Kirstine and I were at together in Singapore. It was called the Web in Travel Conference. I was on a panel. There was about five or six hundred people in the audience. It was a pretty serious discussion 
I'd been out to dinner the night before with Kirstine and a number of our other friends, including one of the people who was going to be on the panel, and a guy called Kevin May, an industry journalist who also happens to be one of the world's great authorities on the, uh, the band Depeche Mode. And somewhere late in the evening, Kirstine concocted a challenge, which was that the next day on the panel, I had to work the names of six Depeche Mode songs into the answers I gave. This is some dry topic about online travel, reservation technology and, and customer behaviour. There's not a lot of opportunity to work in something like personal Jesus or master and servant. <laughs> Depeche Mode didn't make it easy for me, but I went on stage with, with, uh, with a little piece of paper. I think Kirstine might still have it. And I was determined to work those answers in Kirsten was sitting in the audience with uh, Kevin May was next to her. And when I got to the 6-1 and I, I used it without anybody in the audience realizing what I was doing, Kevin May actually jumped up and, and, and pumped his fist in the air. And, of course, everybody around him looked at him as though he was a madman, but the four or five people who had been out to dinner the night before knew exactly what he was doing. So it was, a, it was a great challenge. It was a lot of fun. I just wish the rest of the audience could have been in on the joke. And Kirsten, you still have that bit of paper? I do have the little bit of paper that we wrote all of the names down. It's in my box of memories because it's just such a indication of the tone of the travel industry. It is very serious. These conferences, as Rod has said, are really important for commercial deals. So you definitely take it seriously, but there's also room for a little bit of fun. Now, on previous episodes, we've spoken about the structure of each mentoring relationship because it gives us some insight into how these relationships develop and evolve. In Rod and Kirstein's case, their relationship started as a friendship and was largely informal. In fact, they ended up working at the same company, there was never actually a moment where Kirstine officially came to Rod and asked him to be her mentor. In fact, the relationship was so informal that when I asked Rod if he considered himself Kirstine's mentor, he was somewhat surprised by the question. Did I consider myself as, as Kirstine's mentor? That's an interesting point of discussion. I'd have to say no until until literally asked to do this podcast, the word mentor had never come into my mind. I frankly don't take myself seriously enough to consider myself as being anyone's mentor. I'm just around the place. I've been around for a long time, so I guess I've got a fair bit of experience. And from time to time, I do share that with people, but, but I don't see myself as, as anyone's mentor. We certainly never had a discussion about that. Now, what I find interesting here is that Kirstine and Rod had never discussed this mentor-mentee aspect of their relationship before. And I think this is an important point to highlight here. Over the course of this podcast series, you're going to hear a lot about different kinds of mentor relationships. And these relationships almost never begin with someone asking the other to be their mentor. They're often very informal and very unstructured. And so if you're looking for a mentor to help you level up with your business, perhaps the best place to start is to build a friendship first. One great thing that happens in these conversations is that it gives people the opportunity to reflect on their relationship. 
Because of this, we like to ask them if they've got anything they'd like to say to each other that they haven't said before. I started out by asking Kirstine. I absolutely see Rod as a champion for women. I have observed him not only champion women within Rome to Rio, and I actually had a conversation with a Rome to Rio employee about this the other day because I was mentioning that we would be recording this podcast to her. We were having dinner and talking about Rod and she agreed with me. She said, I always felt that Rod supported me and, and had my back at Rome to Rio. And I also observed in our interactions with people within the industry that Rod was always looking for opportunities for women. He would make key introductions. He would introduce women to each other. He would introduce women to investors or potential partners. I would say that almost every single woman that I have spoken to about Rod within the industry at a large has had some positive result of the relationship. I hadn't thought of it in those explicit terms. It is the case that I have sought out women who I thought would be good on stage at conferences, on panels and presenters, because I know I know the conference organizers, there's just two or three of them. I know them really well, and I know they are always looking for uh, smart women who know their stuff to get up on stage and stick it to the guys a little bit <laughs> just by being better. Uh, they're typically better presenters, better organized, better at listening to questions and better at answering the questions. So if I'm at a coffee break um, and I'm talking to somebody who I realize can make that transition you know, on the stage to be a representative of their company, I'll typically grab them by the elbow and say, hey, I need you to meet someone. And it has never failed to work. So that's a good thing. When you reflect on Rod and Kirstine's relationship, you find one that has benefited each of them immensely. Kirstine has been able to lean into her love of travel, and as she's advanced through her career, she's now in a really exciting role working in Berlin. It's been a terrific step up. I would never have had the confidence to do it without the unbelievable experience that I had at Rome to Rio. And for Rod, he found that his life was enriched personally by seeing the growth that Kirstine went through. What do I get out of this sort of thing? Um, Gratitude. It's really cool when people say, hey, I'm just so glad that day that you hired me and, and the advice you gave me. It's like psychic income trumps money every day of the week. And through it all, they never forgot how to have fun. All because Kirstine wasn't afraid to make a bold move in front of an elevator. So, Rod, did you end up actually working with the the PR agency or did you engage Kirstine instead? We engaged Kirstine instead and that turned out to be a a terrific decision. The the other agency did send a proposal in. They were true to their word and a week later a proposal came in. They had used copy and paste on an old proposal. They'd pasted Rome de Rio's name in at all the relevant parts, but they missed a couple. Uh, So at a couple of different points during the proposal, it had another company's name. Oops. Yeah, oops. Um, It wasn't brilliantly professional. Even if we hadn't have gone with Kirstine, I don't think we were going to go with those guys. You've been listening to Level Up, a show about the personal and professional growth of some great Australian entrepreneurs and startups and the mentors who've helped them along the way. Level Up is produced by LaunchVic. LaunchVic exists to support the growth of the Victorian startup ecosystem. 
If you're interested in mentoring or you'd like to learn more about LaunchVic, visit the website at launchvic.org. Production assistance on Level Up is provided by Wavelength Creative. I'm your host, Adam Jaffrey, and I'll speak to you next time.